0: Hey there, it's me, Kieve. I just wanted to say a few things at the top of the episode. Firstly, life is a very fast train, and MFA's are fucking wild, and my cat is meowing outside, but Evan Lockhart is no longer doing the work described in this podcast, so know that. I'll have a follow-up episode about what he's really making, because it's actually really stellar right now. He's doing some large-scale photos of himself and drawing on things like body hair and manipulating um, various body parts to reflect his medical transition goals. Anyway, we're going to have a follow-up episode probably about that. It's going to be super cool. You should stop by. And the second thing is there is a content warning for this particular episode. Trigger warnings for mentions of rape, and for descriptions, brief descriptions, of protests and police violence. Thank you so much for stopping by. Catch you later. This is Please Touch the Art. This is Kiev and I like to draw with pens when I'm nervous and I really, really thought the art fest was cool and I thought it was a lot less hot than usual. And my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Who are you today?
1: I am Evan Lockhart. My pronouns are he, him. Um, and I'm a photographer from detroit and i'm currently going to be a second year mfa candidate at ccad
0: ccad is columbus college of art and design for anybody who isn't from columbus
1: <laughs> so we're gonna start with this i have a dream photo um my f- photography really grew with politics
0: can i actually pause you yeah and can we describe the photo and then you can tell me everything okay. about it okay cool um do you want to describe it to me or shall I describe it to you? You describe it. I so see I see a um, a figure. I am assuming they are a black woman with sunglasses on and a prominent afro in winter gear. Wicka wicka no. I can't <laughs> Speak. Thank no. you You so, tell totally me what it is Yeah
1: So it is uh, a picture of the MLK march in um, Detroit that we have every year And it is a woman um, I believe she's actually a white woman and I think that's a coat Um, And she's
0: Listen, it's black and white <laughs> Black and white's hard I'm far away My glasses well, are on Well, she is black
1: Because she's in black and white wake up wake up wake up anyways so the sign you. <laughs> says a good person. i have a dream that the politicians and the one percenters will wake up and realize that the poor and the working class matter too we are somebody thank exclamation you. point thank you um so this photograph uh was basically the culmination of four or five years of work this was my thesis uh for undergrad um but i was part of the founding members of Occupy detroit so okay um political photography specifically protest photography mm-hmm. is basically what i did um and it's where i i started and i think it's where i ended up before graduate school Um, right before graduate school, I took this picture, which is of a black man who uh, was a, who is a veteran, um, putting up his power sign, just a little low fist, um, holding a cell phone and looking straight at the camera. While there are heavily um, pro- armed police to the left and protesters to the right, um, this image was taken at uh, Michigan State University Richard Spencer uh, speech. In um, which the anti protesters successfully stopped um, all but three of the Nazis from going to the to the speech. Okay. Um. So it was the first time I really saw like direct physical action. Yeah. Like political action and work and how successful it can be. But this, these, these types of images—they're what fuels my soul. Like I.
0: Mm, yeah, it. they I, get you going. They and get they, me going. <laughs> they're really, like, what you care about and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. It's very, like, motivating and important.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. And no, so yeah. that protest was really uh, interesting. It was the first time I ever saw heavily armed police protecting Nazis and escorting them through the streets, and I thought that was terrifying. But I think it's photographs like these that stop history and keep it preserved right. so we can see it later.
0: Right. Because like, honestly, like it's one thing to be told, yeah, we have a protest for XYZ thing. It's another thing to say, no, this particular individual, this human being went through this and this is what they looked like, who they were and how they felt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like the transparency of photography isn't necessarily through the actual mode of photography. So it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. like that all pictures aren't photoshopped or edited slightly. It's the Mm -hmm. idea of the photograph that kind of has that histiographical relevance and that's what i try to create with my photography and
0: like yeah creating that historical moment for the world stage to make sure it doesn't get lost
1: exactly and like for instance like in 2011 when i started at college for creative studies in detroit um that was right when occupy started and so i spent the whole first semester living in a tent in downtown detroit um and that's what really like my entire undergrad was based off of
0: Mm-hmm. Protests, Yeah, and um, getting going and making yeah. sure that you were capturing, like, as it happened.
1: Exactly. And so, like, looking back from those photos from 10 years ago to the ones now, the police are unbelievably
0: armed. It's insane. Oh, I believe that. I believe they are unbelievably armed. And
1: I think it's, like, very interesting, like, as a photographer to go back in my archives and really look at, because I've, you know, I've done a couple dozen protests. Right. And photographed them. It's It's wild.
0: It's wild to see like the way that people just react, and like it's wild to see the juxtaposition of like folks who like are just there to like essentially like tell people that they would just want basic rights and then are met up against such brutality, honestly.
1: yeah and then there's one more picture i want to show
0: yeah take your time i know that it's not relevant but i just saw a pony booty sla- uh, like walk by and i was like slap that <laughs> slap that booty Where is, that? is it the really cool like the really cool pig mask calling out police no
1: but i wish it was that one
0: okay because i saw it go that. by twice there uh, it is yeah uh, okay yeah. It's so this love is where that. we're at now. Love that. I love all those terrifying faces. <laughs> yeah, so
1: this, Great.
0: this Yeah, My it's favorite. it's wild. It's
1: awful. <laughs> this image is um of one, two, three, four, five. It's uh, twenty. Eight, um, yeah, uncountable well, let's just say 20. <laughs> amount of um state police officers in Michigan in full riot gear, uh including a little
0: uh Little Nether Region guard. You can say the um, word codpiece. It's okay. It's a codpiece. Yeah, essentially, like a codpiece is a thing that protects, essentially, like the phallus. Oh. Um. It's a codpiece. Codpiece. Codfish. Piece. Codfish. That too. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe
0: they're a dead fish when they are in between the sheets.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know. Fuck the fascist police. I mean, Honestly, I
0: can't. I can't. Um. <laughs>
1: So this image is of several, you know, a couple dozen cops, but the main um, part of the image is one officer um, holding a baton that is a clearly wooden, solid piece of wood. um, And he is in an attack pose. Um, He is followed by a couple dozen other cops. And this was taken right after, right after I took this, uh, the image came forward. And then I saw this they they were protecting this man. So this man is a Nazi. He's in the middle um, of this image. Um, there's two cops uh, on either side, and this image really shows the protection that the police have gone to to protect literal Nazis. And it's this is the the last thing I did before grad school. Right.
0: No. Yeah. yeah. That's so lovely this, and terrifying. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. It's super lovely and terrifying. So, you know, being, being what I've done in grad school is very, or, like, I, I tried to break away from that because I believe that given the right circumstances and the right environment, anybody can take a good protest picture. Right. Um, it's kind of leaving that idea of the straight protest and kind of interpreting it mm-hmm. within myself and trying to really look at what I'm trying to put forth.
0: Can I can I ask you to define something just so I make sure that I'm following properly? What do you mean by a straight protest versus like?
1: So by like a, a straight protest, I mean like a literal like march down the street. Okay, yeah, yeah. Protest. Yeah. Um, okay. Or a rally um, or something like that. But I'm trying to create a protest with my art.
0: Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. I I thought that's what you meant by straight protest, but I like. I mean, it is Pride, make pride sure. Month, so listen. <laughs> Listen, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay." (laughs) Y'all hear hear. about
1: this straight pride parade?
0: Oh, I mm.
1: yeah. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Anyways, Mm. so um, the first semester of my graduate year um, was—I mean, it was amazing. It was wonderful. I thought it was was amazing. So great to work on work. That is just for me, and like have the resources. Yeah. Um. And so I've been thinking about this project for a really long time. It's called Mixed Privilege. Yeah. And it kind of really examines the um issues revolving around black and white mixed people. And I, what I did for it is I, I interviewed and photographed um eight people. The one of which uh became the focus of my main documentary. Yeah. But um, what I did was really talk to them. And it was a big learning
0: curve because I'd never done audio. Uh Oh, I believe it. I had quite the learning curve here and I probably had more help to be honest. Yeah,
1: I learned it all on the internet. Uh, Thank you, Linda.com. Shameless plug. I took all these photographs. I started using a Profoto B2 kit and some, I forget what mic, Rode shotgun mics Mm -hmm. um, that CCAD had and then caught the audio bug. Yeah. As they say, because I feel like my photography needed something to assist with the storytelling um, to make the story as clear as possible. And my, like, main jam over the last three years has been listening to podcasts on a religious regular basis. That's why you're here. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I've listened to Every This American Life Mm. from 1995. Or six, whenever I started.
0: You're good. You're good. I'm not going to fact check you right now. Okay. Yeah. Somebody else might, but I won't.
1: (laughs) So, you know, and and so it's just storytelling through audio. It seemed like something that I could do. I'm not a writer. It does not mean I cannot write, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a, like, a fiction writer. i I, a storyteller in that way. But the way I'm doing this is I'm living the story as I'm telling
0: it. It's kind of unscripted. Yeah, it's
1: 100% unscripted Um, documentary. Um, And so these initial photographs, and this photograph um, is of a young woman, 20-something millennial, kind of leaning over, laughing. She's got a lot of joy on her face. Her eyes are down. There's Mm -hmm. a tapestry behind her and pictures of her grandfather, her mother, and then her and her sister.
0: I'm going to compliment you for a second if I can. Um, I really think that you captured the motion here quite well. Thanks. Top notch appreciate you fun stuff
1: yeah so like this is where i've grown from you know because mm. like that's the best part about being an artist is it never stops right growing. It,
0: you have to keep going yeah like when that. i
1: graduated from undergrad i was like i'm hot shit and then quickly realized that was not the case uh i mean i've always been hot shit. no
0: you're okay yeah i get it the more um, i learn the less i feel like i know my stuff yeah i mean i'm
1: i am the shit i mean i am the best ever but i'm learning as always.
0: I'm the best. Um, you are the best. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It's fine.
1: <laughs> um and so this You're young woman is my cousin. Um, uh, my Irish cousin, and for those of you who don't know what an Irish cousin is, it means that you're Irish and your parents are the middle of nine, and they grew up with a bunch of other Irish families who also had nine kids, and then they all had kids, and then we all hung out together, therefore making us Irish cousins. Sounds like a plan. Yes. So um,
0: that is many, many children. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yep. There was about no. I believe that, but that A many, many couple hundred of us. Yeah. Running. Deep. I know, I feel that. Yeah.
1: Um. So this girl, her name's Jackie. Uh, she's actually the focus on my entire podcast. And I basically, I talk to her and she reminds me of myself. She's very outgoing. She's just like a spark of joy, but just That's also good. a fury. Like she, she doesn't take shit from nobody. She is. She's a big, powerful, little, tiny package of a human. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, I'm laughing. No, it's fine. And so like, it was trying to figure out what I was gonna do for this actual telling of a story because what I found with doing this project, the the mixed privilege project, is I still was staying on the surface. Right, wasn't, it's hard to delve. Yeah, it's hard to delve when you have like 10 people as your subjects. Right. Um, and so I went into the, the second semester having picked four subjects and quickly narrowed it down to just her. And what we do is, we, I mean, we went on a journey together we talked about what it was like being raised together because we were raised basically in the same
0: family. All raised together. And so
1: Yes. Okay. And so <laughs> let me
0: just start over. I guess I'm so it. sorry. Uh. I, I'm really sorry. I think that you're like one of the smartest like folks that like wears a very like Hawaiian looking shirt in this room right now. And I think you're cool. And it's just really funny to me, and I don't want to disrespect you by laughing, but that was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you don't want to burp in the microphone, that's rude. Listen, listen, you should just burp in the microphone, it's fine. <laughs> Ugh, okay, it's where's, fine. where was I? I mean, I'd, I'd just edit it out, or I'd leave it in, because I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious, Okay, too. cool. I'm cool with it. Rad, okay, back to this.
1: <laughs> um, and so, basically, I kind of went with her to really look more into myself because um this is all about me at the end of the day yeah i mean
0: everything you make is about you yeah
1: yeah and it's all just it's it's one giant self-portrait that isn't about me and that yet like i am in it and Mm -hmm. i tell my story and since the people that i interview are basically related to me they actually do a little bit of interviewing myself and so that's like some audio that i would like go back and forth yeah yeah, and so she would, you know, like, for instance, Mrs. Maher. That's my mom's best friend. Delightful. Uh, and she also is her godmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the level of relation that we're getting at. Like, it's pretty deep.
0: Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you, you, you are allowed to do whatever you want, and this isn't a criticism, it's just a curiosity. Why didn't you just use yourself? So that's the whole plan. That's my thesis here. Your thesis here is to just do you.
1: Yes. Oh,
0: I see. Yes. Everything's about you. Good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. So this is kind of like a way to look at myself without going into myself and also acquiring data like -hmm. like, recordings that would be good for my own podcast they're gonna be it's it's gonna be a series um
0: is it to make yourself less objectified rather less um subjective and more objective about yourself when you go in or
1: i think it was more um have you ever seen the movie mind the gap on hulu
0: i have not
1: so it's about this uh kid uh well he's you know dude whatever Uh, either way Um and he does a documentary about uh, a couple of his skateboard buddies and he uses it to show his own life, right? Um, what it's like to you know have an abusive parent, what it's like to be mm-hmm. an abusive parent, right? Um, and so he explores his own story through different characters. Analogous is that what I want to say? I don't think so.
0: It's okay. So tell me about your series.
1: Um, and so my series for this, um, which has actually become a giant installation in the Beeler Gallery um, in the stairwell.
0: I'm. Um, yeah, I saw it. It was cool. It was, so, was rad. Yeah. The CCAD was really cool
1: and they, they bought me awesome awesome speakers so it's just like a sound tunnel yeah um but basically for this my whole route um i picked one picture now the installation has a couple thousand pictures right of course um and the series has is it still up at ccad oh yeah it'll be up like probably till next chroma okay barring them all falling off the wall
0: (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm already laughing about oh, that. Oh, Lord,
1: help me. I did um, all of
0: that with a sprained ankle. I know. You did so much. <sighs> yeah, you were there, friend. You did so much. Yeah, but it was there. They you did so me. much. Your dog was really cute. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, so it's going to be up in, in uh, the stairwell inside of the Kanzani building for a very long time. Hopefully, it'll still be up when this comes out. Yes. Cool. Yes. Sorry. Back to you. Um,
1: so this uh, this is the main photograph I think I chose. And I think it really... I don't know, it's actually honestly one of the best photographs in my opinion that I have ever taken in my life. And I think it's because it breaks away from those traditional compositional formalities. Mm-hmm. Um, so the image is a of Jackie and her grandmother. Jackie is on the left, her grandmother's on the right. Her grandmother uh, has her eyes closed and Jackie is looking directly at the camera. Um, and above them is a portrait of Mary and Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I think that that really kind of
0: as an aside i think myself included everyone has that couch
1: right right yes (laughs) Yes. sorry continue with what you're gonna say yeah yep this image really just is the the culmination i think it coupled with the audio um and that's the thing about this project is it's it can be enjoyed in two different
0: realms and worlds and like it's gonna react differently together Mm -hmm. though it is one composition so
1: with the audio and the visuals Mm -hmm. that's what makes it
0: yeah and with the stairwell you kind of get Mm -hmm. more of that narrative like when you're going up and down you can kind of like read along yes and versus like a distilled image like mm -hmm. this yeah doesn't say as
1: much that's what i did um for my installation is it's all sequential. And so what I really am trying to work on now is, um, installing, um, sequential documentary photography within liminal spaces. So spaces that you walk through. Right. Um, and I, I'm going to explore different routes of doing this over the next year. Um, in order to really like explore how I'm going to present this documentary in a gallery setting.
0: Um, Yeah. I know that the Beeler Gallery often will like just rebuild walls. Mm-hmm. Have you considered just asking for like oh, yeah. a tunnel, essentially, that or a maze? That would be so
1: cool. Ooh, I could build a maze. You
0: could build a maze in theory. You'd have to like be hella like down for a few long hours there, but maybe oh, you could I build mean, a maze. Come on. I, spent, I know, I know. Like... You sprained your ankle and then you climbed a ladder and stuck shit on the wall, and then you <laughs> went cool. It yeah. Fell off and you went cool. <laughs> Yep, and then I and then I scrubbed it, and it worked, actually. Yeah, I remember. I scrubbed it with the mm-hmm. alcohol,
1: so. Um, I mean, it was about, eh, yeah, 14 days of, like, 18-hour day work.
0: Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, so, you can build a maze. Oh, yeah.
1: You got oh, yeah, but you I don't did. know how to build things, so mm. we'll work on that first.
0: Listen, there, that's why you have an entire MFA to fall back on.
1: right. Like Listen. thank God, ugh. Like my friend Phil might be able to help mm-hmm.
0: me. You should. T- so I'm. I'm joking when I say this because <laughs> this is a very serious piece and your project is very important. But you need to put a minotaur in your maze. Just a tiny one. Get like a tiny like little, a little picture. Put it like in between some other pictures, and you're like, look,
1: there's a minotaur in my labyrinth.
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Good. So
1: yeah, and that's like. why I like the the. Um, title of this podcast like please touch the art because like i want to make immersive art but as a photographer i haven't really gotten that
0: opportunity
1: yet and like and it's just so i'm trying to find my own style
0: i think that the install like will help with that yeah have you thought about i don't know if this will be relevant to your work have you thought about using mirrors to kind of like make people measure themselves against like your figures have you thought about making different scales where people can like be tiny and big, and I'm hopefully giving you good ideas and not just mansplaining at you today. I
1: think that sounds like a really cool, like, you never you ever go to the State Fair? Yeah.
0: And I, the mirror uh-huh, that's Yeah, I do. I know exactly what I'm that is. That. I also want to go to the, um, the Other Worlds
1: while it's here. <gasps> so bad, but I'm going to be mm. in freaking New Hampshire.
0: It's already here. Oh. Well, you're leaving tomorrow, aren't you?
1: No, I'm Friday.
0: Okay, well, you can go. Go.
1: Okay, I will go.
0: I'm, I'm smacking my hands together and telling you to go. I would do it louder, but there's, like, a microphone. Um, anyway. So
1: this image really kind of shows, to, like, speaks to me in a way that, like, I can see. It, it, it just breaks away from that formalist of quality that I'm so stuck in mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So, like, this other image of her, like, it's... You know, I mean it is a pain in the ass. Because uh you know, it's it's lighting in a small area and so it was you know, it was taking more of like a portrait photographer's approach to documentary photography. Right. And that's what this is. It's as a very like well.
0: rules of thirdsy almost. Yes.
1: Yep. Yep. Well all of my images are I just kind of subconsciously do that now since i've been doing it for 15 i mean years. yeah you, it, it happens it's a problem mm-hmm. uh and so breaking away from that
0: i'm really sorry i just want to know yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh
0: yeah look no it's a straight
1: l right here oh god
0: i love it the rule of thirds still like, there
1: i mean it's you know as a photographer that's all
0: that's all you do that's all
1: i do and that's it's like, so it's like completely 100 percent natural at this point uh <laughs>
0: i'm sorry and so it's just like
1: it, you know and stepping farther away from like the, the images like the audio yeah is essential to really understanding what this is about because the audio talks about what it's like for me as a mixed person what it's like for jackie as a mixed person and what it's like for our families to raise us in a world that was not accepting right a mixed family especially for myself the whole origins of this project is kind of finding my own mixed identity Mm -hmm. because my mom was raped and that's how I was born. So my entire family is white. So, you know, it's, 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 it it took a really long time for me to finally be able to explore my own identity and look at it in a really subjective manner. Right. Like, and this is kind of a way for me to do that through a subjective objective lens? I don't know. We yeah,
0: do so both. you can talk about the hard stuff without having to, like, look at yourself in the face. Well, and that's what this this next semester
1: is going to be about. Uh This right. next year is I'm going to try and find out who raped my mom.
0: So we'll see how Ooh. that works. Um, but Ooh, really, that sounds like some hard shit. Yeah, this hard really, stuff.
1: it's it's just, it's something that's so freaking important, especially with all of the things surrounding pro choice and pro life right now uh it's absurd my parents were married they were 100% capable of having kids they were trying to have kids i came out brown and they were like okay well we'll figure it out right but i had a discussion with my mom the other day and she was like you know If we weren't able, if we didn't have the resources to take care of you, we would have put you up for adoption. And that's a personal choice for my mom to not have an abortion. Right. Because it is her decision and it is a decision that she was able to make and have it turn out positively. And I think Mm -hmm. this, beyond speaking to mixed people, I think it's also kind of challenging that that narrative of the rape baby has to be aborted or the rape baby is like the angel that can never be aborted.
0: Right. It's kind of like... It it kind of looks at the multifaceted view of like okay. what people who have uteruses can and cannot do for the kid they may or may not have exactly,
1: um and so like that like underlying all of this that's that's what's there okay um, you know and then at this point since I'm transitioning to a male right now and I start testosterone on Tuesday congrats uh, <laughs> thank you all the claps um <laughs> they you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of an exploration.
0: Um, yeah, that sounds. Whew. I'm gonna take myself on a journey. I believe. And, I believe uh, in you. Have a therapist in your back pocket. Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. Good therapist. Yes, I do. Ooh, yes, squirrel. I do. Squirrel, Get it, squirrel. Um, <laughs> I love my therapist.
1: Yeah. So it's just it's really looking, it's delving more into myself as my subjects that mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on and creating artwork that is deeper. Yeah. Um, than just a surface level protest mm-hmm. photograph. However much I love it,
0: yeah, it's. It, I think it. I think it's good that you want to kind of tell the whole story, yeah, rather than just the culmination point or okay. the or a single point along the story. Yeah, definitely. So you probably don't want me to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you it anyway, and you can just tell me it's none of my business. Why don't you want to? do this in video why does it have to be why the podcast why the photos
1: so for me um it's it's a couple reasons one photography for me is a much more powerful medium um than video when it comes to um the 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 ability for a single image to tell an entire story Um, And so now when I compile all of those images within a liminal space, I'm creating a sort of video, but something that you personally and physically can walk through. Um, And then coupled with the audio, you walk with the story. The other reason is video takes way more than one person. Uh Um, I am one person and I like to keep my this is a very intimate thing. And I think if I bring, you know, a bunch of strangers- You don't want it to be a group project. It's not a group project. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my, my mentor, my thesis, men- or my uh, mentor this semester was like, photographers are lone wolves and, and videographers run with a pack. And it's true. I mean, you know, for me personally, I go in there by myself with my lights, my camera bag, my all my recording equipment, it's just me.
0: Yeah, um, and you I do don't it. have to depend on yeah. anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to
1: depend on other people for my art. That's
0: fair, that's fair.
1: And, like, you know, collaborative art, I'm so here for, but this project is not
0: It's that. not that. Yeah, and if
1: I did have the the video ability, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I totally would do it. But I would have to go to undergrad again, basically. <laughs> or, like, you know, audit some classes, and we all know how well that oh goes. Oh, gosh, yeah, I know. Um,
0: three Auditing classes, you mean, oh, yeah, I showed up to one of <laughs> To be fair, I feel like auditing classes is, like, a lot easier when you're not a grad student.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, when you're a grad student, (laughs) it's like, why did I do this? Like, this is not, Lord help us all.
0: I'm very excited to see how your project develops. What else do you want to tell me about while we're here? How much longer do we have? I'm going to say that we probably have about, like, seven, seven minutes. Well, damn! This is, yeah, it's wild how the time flies. And I feel like, I feel like the past, like, three or four episodes I've had to record, I've been like, I need like two hours per episode. So at me on Twitter and everywhere else, if you want me to do longer and I'll... (laughs) I mean, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. I have so many notes. So I, I want you to talk to me about the power of photo. I want you to talk to me about... I want you to talk to me about the self. I want you to educate me more about what it means to be mixed. I want you to tell me everything. I want to know, like, the power dynamics and how, the like, the photos will talk to each other to create that narrative. I want to know I everything. I already forgot the
1: first thing you said.
0: You're okay. Just tell me
1: things. Oh, what was the first thing you said? Because I uh, to the,
0: the, the I think the first thing I said was you mentioned that um, photo is more powerful than video, and I want to know more about that, so I think. now... People
1: are gonna kill me over this. Specifically, I'm not gonna kill uh, you. It's okay. My theory teacher, Aaron. Um Listen, I'll
0: just never air this podcast to your theory teacher, and it'll be no. Fine. I'm gonna send him the link. He's oh, gonna good. check out of it. I'm glad. Um,
1: so I did my entire semester. I need water. Hold on.
0: Good. Take your time. I can edit it out. That was beautiful. Yeah. Can you make that sound again so I can leave it in? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. So,
1: this entire past semester, I did a lot of work working at, like, looking at egocentric spatial information, which mm-hmm. in layman's terms is, like, the fact that a photographer is there to take the picture means that somebody was there kind of, like, boiling it down to the fact that it happened. Right. Um, and I feel like the egocentric spatial information, so ego being self.
0: Right. Um, and then center. Yeah
1: from a, like, self-centered, from mm-hmm. a photographer's perspective, is much more effective at telling the truth of uh, of, of something without the need for editing or mm-hmm. the need to have more, like, to, to have time. Now, the, the, the issue is, is, like, I went into the semester thinking that all photography was 100% transparent, and even if it's a crappy photo, it's the truth. Uh, and no, that is it's not, true. Yeah,
0: not the case. <laughs> but not it, the case. But we read it that way because it's so yeah. fast and mm-hmm. it, we know that there, no being in big air quotes, that like we didn't have time to like trick our eye or edit it. Yeah.
1: And so, but but here's the here's what I kind of came up with. It's not that the photograph itself has to be transparent. It's okay. not that the photograph has to be the exact reality. And we all, you know, as artists, as photographers, mm-hmm. we crop our images.
0: Right. We all do. You know,
1: Even I like, painters. yeah, painters, everybody, we crop our images and they come from your own perspective. And so that's that's one of the arguments against the transparency of photography. Right. That the photographer has control over what image they take, who they take it, and the crop that they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and historically, the photographers have actually been much more transparent with with their um the reason for their photography so like trying to get it to tell the truth um and then the like hegemonic governmental superstructures right the Uh, the propaganda and all that that and like make sure
0: that like make sure the right photos get released exactly
1: so for instance napalm girl um by nick do you know that yeah it's the little girl um from vietnam and she's like nude um, and running the one on fire yes yeah
0: okay yes 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 so
1: the original image of that that little girl was just a piece of it she was just in the left corner Um, right and what the AP did was crop it
0: Mm -hmm. um, so that she's in the center Mm -hmm. Yeah. changing
1: the entire meaning of the photograph and creating like Mm -hmm. a feminized childlike picture of what the Vietnamese people were kind of creating like a American savior complex
0: okay yeah that makes sense through cropping like the power right. of and
1: that's the power of photography right the power of photography you. the power
0: of um propaganda yes yeah.
1: exactly but the idea is still there mm-hmm. the idea that this young girl was attacked right is still there right and it still is one of the images that sparked the outrage um on the civilian population american civilian population's part that kind of culminated in the end in the pulling out of our troops from mm. from vietnam the least successful war we're, we're going on a... Less, listen. Yeah, I think listen, I don't
0: think that uh, we should rate wars on a scale of 1 to 10.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think we're in the least successful one right now that we've ever had. Nothing's happened. Anyways,
0: so it's...
1: it's, it's we've been at war
0: so long that I forget sometimes.
1: <laughs> I was, like, 12 when
0: 9-11 happened. Are you older than me? I am older You're than you, older my than friends. are much older I, I thought you were the same age as me. 29 to 50. Okay, that's why. for that, my Detroit this, people. This makes so much sense now. Um... <laughs> So. You said 12, and my brain was like, no. no what, what were you, like, 7, 8? I was like, God, I don't know. I was, like, in elementary school. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I remember
1: it vividly. But it's, it's these images that stick with us. It's not entire full-length videos or movies that right. stick with us. It is these single images that we can pull up mm-hmm. and feel um, Nan Golden for instance does an amazing job and it's kind of like the aesthetic I go with with my photography specifically with this it's like a snapshot aesthetic I do a more refined snapshot of aesthetic with um you know professional lighting equipment things like that but it's it's kind of like capturing life as it is and using it to provide awareness and transparency for people so Nan Golden did a lot of work to kind of Show the real face of the AIDS epidemic. Right, mm-hmm. the poor, the bl- like the gay, right, you know, the brown, the mm-hmm. drug dealer or the drug users, like actual AIDS epidemic where the American government tried to whitewash it.
0: Right. And it was after like- they ignored
1: it for a decade. Oh,
0: yeah. After they ignored it for the decade. And they literally
1: whitewashed it. Nothing right. nothing against uh, Ryan you're, White. No, no. Um, you're good. You're you know, okay. That act is really important, and it's still working and still essential mm-hmm. um, for AIDS research, uh, for um, mm-hmm. providing affordable care for AIDS patients. But the fact that it took a benign person, like a benign mm-hmm, thing, just yeah. like Napalm Girl. Right. To kind of sway the you know, the white hegemonic superstructures in the in the government.
0: I think it's because there's a lot there's a kind of lack of empathy that um people don't have to learn empathy unless they're being oppressed. So a lot of people who are not oppressed don't experience empathy in the same way. And I think that's, that's like part the best of why.
1: Way to explain it, I think. Wow.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. Damn
1: you <laughs> Them skills, though.
0: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> so it's just, uh, you know, and and so it's the idea of photography. And then, now, it is not saying that video cannot be transparent. It is not transparent. Right. It is really, you know, it's just a different type of transparency. Right. So, for instance, you, like, Philando Castile, we all watched live footage of him dying. Right. In front of his daughter and, and girlfriend. Right. Right. That these moments of truth that are being recorded and spread across the internet, like, this is the intention of Walter Benjamin's transparency right? And, like, looking at art and trying to um, provide it to, to, to people to change things. Mm-hmm.
0: To kind um, of, like, try to, like, make sure that people yeah. are understanding what's real yeah. and what's happening, what's out there. Yep,
1: and using the tools of mechanical reproduction to maybe, like, to, to, to separate yourself in a way, from the creation of the work. And that's the that's the argument for, like, extreme transparency of photography is, oh, it's a camera. The camera, like, separates the artist from direct manipulation of the photograph. Therefore, it mm. is transparent. And um, that is just what, when you're looking at the other aspects other than that, it's just not true. But mechanical reproduction has, you know, offered us as a society a way to transport ourselves into uh, different countries and see... Right, it
0: delivers um, information mm-hmm. quickly. Yes, exactly. More quickly than any other, yep. like... Coupled with
1: the internet, mm-hmm. it's unstoppable. It right. started revolutions. It has ended wars, it has started wars. Right, no. Uh, literal wars. Like the Arab mm-hmm. Spring, for instance. The whole That was the start of uh, the Occupy movement. Right. And then the Arab Spring kind of toppled the entire government in that region, which caused some... Civil unrest, which mm-hmm. led to ISIS. You know, it's a, right? It's, a, it's, a it's all thing. connected. I get um, it. But it's it's photography, I think, that and, and, and the fact that it is something that you can do by yourself mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't require a crew or a sound guy or anything, I think that that allows the photographer to get into places that a videographer can't.
0: Right? Because you're um, a small, single person entity and kind of hide your camera and your coat and different <laughs> things like that. Um, the next thing that I was going to say was, unfortunately, we're about out of time.
1: It's okay. I got all my political
0: stuff you, in you there. You got all your political stuff in there, and that's what I wanted you to like, do. I, I, and it's all good. And we kind of need fun. to explore your um, your artwork in more detail. Maybe I'll have you back when your thesis is was, done.
1: Oh, my God. I was going to say, Kevin, you should have me back so I can um, we can talk about my, my
0: Talk podcast. to me about your thesis. Yeah, my thesis.
1: Which, like, I was so steady about my thesis, I knew what I was going to do, and now I'm just like, I don't know.
0: You're okay. I did the same thing. I, um, I literally, the semester before it was due, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Who are you again?
1: I am Evan Lockhart.
0: How can I find your artwork, Evan Lockhart?
1: Uh, E-Lockhart, L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T, photography.com. Uh, my Instagram is Evan Lowe underscore photo um i can't promise you anything but dog pics that's okay i like dog uh, pics. For, for the moment my dog's really cute his name is benny so uh if you like dog pics and installation pics and art pics uh, go to my instagram or my uh website
0: um for more yeah and i am kiave road heaver per usual and thank you evan for coming Um, you can find us on Spotify, um, trying to be everywhere podcasts can be found and you can find me on Instagram at please touch the art podcast. You can also find me on Twitter and you can also find me via my personal website, which is K-R-O-D-E-H-E-A-V-E-R-A-R-T dot com. And lastly, I do have a personal art Instagram, um, kieve.art, K-I-E-V-E dot A-R-T, and bye. Peace, homie.